Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. At ACDC, we're back, Steve and Dave, on, on Rock Nas- 102. National Waffle Day. Created by a guy in New York State. Who? The Waffle Iron. Wow. We the- need some of that, man. What about the Blue Waffle? What day is that? Is, I that, don't- is that one of them... <laughs> Well, go Inappropriate ahead. phrases? Well, I don't know. Go ahead and Google that. Go ahead and look it up. Go ahead and look it up for yourself. I think, I think you'll enjoy that, the blue, blue waffle. waffle. Yeah. Will, it, will our um, our computer system allow me to even get to that? I have or? no idea. Just like a Waffle House. Yeah. Smothered and covered. Go ahead and take a look. Well, I see pictures of blue waffles. Yeah, no, they're not actually waffles. I see blue waffle disease. That's probably close to it. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Oh, you're a full-grown man who's never seen the Two Girls, One Cup video either. And I don't don't know how you've gone through your life without seeing that kind of stuff. Tainting his uh, moral standards. Yeah, nor did I see the Tommy Lee crank either. Yeah, we we may need to uh, introduce you to some of the things that are going on in the world. (laughs) It's 535 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552. And Van Halen with Max, Steve, and Dave on Rock 102. Back into the mid to high 80s for today through the rest of the week with drier conditions today and tomorrow after the torrential rains yesterday. A little storm damage in places like South Hadley. We'll get to that later. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Danielle Brigoli. You may know her as Bad Bobby or the Cash Me Outside. How about that, girl? Yes. From uh, Dr. Phil. Uh, Some people know her as the worst person who ever got famous, but maybe it's time for a reassessment because Danielle has partnered with a nonprofit organization to offer $1.7 million in scholarships to help students enroll in technical and trade schools. The so-called BAD scholarships, B-H-A-D, right. will range from $1,000 to a full ride. Some kids will also receive $10,000 to start a business when they graduate. Now, in order to apply, do you have to cash her outside? I think you do. How about da- that? Daniel, Daniel says, quote, uh, I know there's lots of kids out there that really want to get real jobs and work hard, but they just don't have the money to provide it. I thought this was an amazing idea. She she said that. I know. Well, she she's becoming. She's an adult now. She's becoming. You know. I think with maturity comes along with age a little bit, especially if you when you've had millions of dollars uh, profiting off the fact that you were an a hole to your mother. All because of this. I can't wait till my maturity starts to kick in. I'm anxious to see what I turn out to be. It's like a four hundred one k. Yeah, right. It's always you always hope that it grows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a Miami rapper named uh, Zoe Dollars, D O L L A Z. Yes, uh, has uh, started a ride sharing service called Aegis. It's like Uber, but with bulletproof vehicles. He was inspired by seeing so many rappers get shot in cars. <laughs> but I really messed up Tupac. I was gonna say. Yeah, they really uh, did. Yeah, why don't you call it Biggie Smalls or something like that? Why I don't not? know, man, but that's, you know, that's there's practical reasons for wanting to be driven around in a bulletproof vehicle. Yeah, why'd you start this business? Well, uh, I saw all my friends getting shot and killed every time they rode in a vehicle. I figured, why not put a bulletproof car on the road? Good idea. <laughs> no. 
Noah Schnapp Sh- uh, from uh, Stranger Things has been working as a lifeguard uh, this summer. He says it's fun and it keeps him grounded. He'll also be attending the University of Pennsylvania this fall as a business student. How do you how do you focus on class and you know being out in public as a lifeguard when you're on one of the number one shows in the country? Save me, please save me. Yeah, I probably girls drowning on purpose. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he's going to be very popular on campus. He's the big man on campus. He's the big man on campus. Yeah. Uh, Bring Me to Life by Evanescence hit number one on iTunes, and nobody knows why. Maybe because it's they're on tour with Corn, or because the song was the answer to Monday's Hurdle. You know that Wordle, mm-hmm. ver- yes. or the music version of Wordle, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe there are a lot of Evanescent fans out there. Well, usually, like songs go back to number one. I remember back in the in the nineties when Wayne's World came out, Bohemian Rhapsody went back to number one after not after not even being on the charts for almost twenty years. Yeah. So, I guess if somebody's listening to it or putting it in a TikTok video or something like that, remember it, in the air tonight? What was it, like two years ago? Because of a, a YouTube uh, reaction video. Oh, All yeah, of a sudden, yeah. that became like a number one song for Phil Collins again. Did you ever see the, the the Bad Wedding DJ with that song? He's playing that song, and then he goes up and slaps the boobs of his assistant nice. when they do the drum solo. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you it pay w- extra for something like that in the wedding? I, I would charge extra for something like that. Why? Yeah, no kidding. If you want me to do that. The assistant with the boobs, male or female? It was a female. <laughs> Just yeah. asking. You know, you never yeah. know these days. I don't know. It'd well, be funny either way. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh... Oh, Irene Bedard, who provided the speaking voice for Disney's Pocahontas. Yes. She was arrested in Ohio on Friday for disorderly conduct. She was arguing with a woman and walked into traffic screaming. They said they smelt booze on her breath, but she says, I'm not drinking. Cleared that right up. Uh, she she did- got so drunk, she became the talking stain stick. She did admit to downing a <laughs> bottle of vodka the previous day. Oh, yeah, it's okay. So she just uh, she just hasn't sobered up yet. Hmm. That's right. She kind of like the the hair of the dog thing. She's a she's a not she's not a very uh, big woman or anything. So she probably you know the alcohol goes right to her. Uh, Bedard was also arrested twice over a three day period in 2020 on charges of assault, domestic violence, resisting arrest, and disorderly conduct. Man, the voice of Pocahontas did all that. Hmm. I thought it was the other way around in no, that movie. No, it was not. Yeah. No. Uh, let's see. Uh, Trace Adkins, he's a country star. He worked with Anne Heche on the movie 13 Minutes, and he enjoyed every minute of it. Hmm. Let's uh, let's find somebody who who doesn't have bad things to say about Anne Heche right now. And it, had, it happened to be that guy. Trace Adkins. It's like 6'9". Uh, he was in The Lincoln Lawyer, too. He did a good job as a uh, Hell's Angel guy. Hmm. Uh, the energy she energy she had was infectious. She brought everybody up a bit when she was on the set. I think he's got a much lower voice than that. What? Uh, she she was awesome to have on the set. No, that's Doctor Phil. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> she, she was awesome to have on the set. That's much better. Yeah, yeah you're some, <laughs> somewhere between Trace Atkins and Deputy Dog. Somewhere yeah. between the two. Yeah. Uh, Zach Brown got into fitness because of Bruce Springsteen. He asked Bruce for advice, and the answer was, 
To sweat for an hour a day. It doesn't matter how, just do it. I get that. I'm pretty much into fitness, too. Yeah. Like fitness old pizza into my mouth. I was going to say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, that's a good way to... If you if you just sweat every day, Max, you'll be fine. Mm, nah, that doesn't sound appealing to me. Uh, Celebrity Jeopardy premieres uh, September 25th on ABC with host Mayim Bialik. The celebrity contestants include Simu Liu. I don't know who that is. Michael Sarah, Pat Oswalt, and Constance Wu. There were no actual celebrities available for this. Well, Patton Oswalt is uh, my Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah, okay, uh, maybe. But I'm sure I, I'm sure we don't know who because we don't know who Simu Lu is. <laughs> I don't know Lu or Wu. Yeah, but <laughs> but they probably could be more yeah. famous than the other two. Wasn't that, that wasn't that the girl with the Grinch? It was no more than two. No, Cindy? no, no. That was Cindy Lou Who. Oh, right. I was so close. Uh, I can't think of anything. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. And now, Max's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, being a head coach of nearly anything is a pretty decent gig. Sure, you may find yourself in the sticky end of basic job security, but there are times when a fella can really enjoy years of consistent work without so much of a hiccup. For example, look at Nick Saban. The head coach of the University of Alabama football program. Since 2007, Nick Saban has guided the Crimson Tide to six national titles. Before that, the man can barely hold a job for more than just a couple of seasons. The Miami Dolphins, LSU, Michigan State, the Cleveland Browns, Toledo, the old Houston Oilers, Michigan State again, Navy, Ohio State, West Virginia, Syracuse, and Kent State. You need a forklift to carry this man's resume. So if there's anyone who understands that coaching is sometimes a temporary position, it's Nick Saban. Well, yesterday it was announced that Nick Saban has just signed a new contract extension with Alabama that will make him, once again, the highest paid coach in college football. According to reports, it is a deal that will pay him $93.6 million for the next five years. That's an average of $11.7 million per season. Do you know what it costs to send your out-of-state student to the University of Alabama for something known as an education? It costs just over $53,000 a year. Do you have any idea how many students it's going to take to pay for Nick Saban's contract? Neither do I. That's why I needed a calculator to figure out that it's going to take 1,753 students to pay that man's salary for the next five years. That's almost 300 out-of-state students per year just to pay off Nick Saban's contract. Do you have any idea what the average tenured professor makes in this country? A whole lot less. Still more than I make in a year, but I'm not the one paying $53,000 to send my kid to Tuscaloosa so they can drink, get drunk on schnapps and Jaeger bombs before football games. Listen, I get it. Being a head coach at the national championship level comes with a pretty hefty price tag, and I also understand that every college football program draws a lot of money. But you know who doesn't? The parents sending their kids there. And I think perhaps there needs to be somebody to point that out. But hey, in MMI Yappin, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. An Eagle battery-powered lawnmower is so light and maneuverable and quiet, you can almost mow with one hand and be talking on the phone with the other because you look like a dope while you're doing it, but who cares? Ego mowers, light, quiet, and gasoline-free. Get yours today at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. No hurricane yesterday, but torrential rains and...
We're out of it t- for today, but there's more rain coming in maybe Friday, Saturday, and we're going to have highs in the mid to high 80s for today. I was uh, lucky enough to be right in the middle of that storm yesterday uh, out in South Hadley, Ooh. and uh, man, was that bad. It well, was the, bad. The main part of the damage was there, I guess, right? It was yeah. Sort of, yeah. Well, yeah, of course I have to be in mm-hmm. the main sure. part of you know, I bring <laughs> destruction with me everywhere I go. You're always, walk, you're yeah. always walking around with a rain cloud over your head. Uh, so uh, I had had the kids with me, and uh, we're up in South Hadley, and uh, all of a sudden you see these, you know, the winds start whipping up, and the rain comes down so fast that people are pulling over to the side of the road with their hazards on. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how... Because you can't see. Right. right. There's just, no, no I, visibility. I just keep driving. I'm like, well, whatever. It's like what Florida. And and in the hydroplaning, I I experienced that yesterday out on, uh, on the pike. Had to go out to the pike because I had to go all the way to Palmer to get to my doctor's appointment. Oh, tell us about that. Nothing. I got nothing to report. I just it was my annual physical. Everything's good. Did they? Which uh, means I'll probably die next week. Did they touch your boys and uh, tell you to cough? You know, it's funny. None of that. They don't do that kind of stuff anymore. They do everything with the blood test that they did with the PSA levels and the you know the the level your your blood pressure and all the other Mm -hmm. monitors and markers and everything's fine. Again, which means I'll I'm probably going down. They don't do the same prostate exam I used to. That's no. uh, you know, you get yourself all worked that's up a lost and ready to go. Art, that's a lost art form, isn't yes. it? Yeah, you know, it's yeah. one of those things when it doesn't happen the first time. When it doesn't happen the first time, you yeah. think, is it me? Yeah. Is it something, something I did? wrong with me? Is it no longer no. appealing? What, no. what is it? <laughs> I didn't give off the right signals, perhaps. <laughs> I, I had, was I playing too coy? Yeah. I had my doctor about, uh, I don't know, six, seven years ago. I missed my doctor. He retired. You know, oh, that's the worst. And he was like the driest guy ever. Like he never laughed or anything. He, mm-hmm. But but he was a good doctor, so that's why I kept going to him. But he would talk like this the whole time. Oh my he god, I want to rip my ears off. And then uh, you know, and then finally he says to me one day, "It must have been the uh, must have been some changes in the rules. You're allowed to have a chaperone in the room while we do the hernia exam. Mm. Would you like a chaperone in the room? And I said, listen, man, you and I have been doing this alone for 25 years. Do we really need an audience? Mm. <laughs> do we need to spice things up or we need to bring in a third person to this whole thing? I know it's good for yeah. some relationships, yeah. they say, but I'm just good with being you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my doctor, the same kind of dry guy, and he's going to retire pretty soon, I bet. And he made a mistake yesterday because I asked him to uh, print out all of this stuff, you know, hey, I want, you know, because he was telling me all the numbers and, you know, this and that. And he's a 1.2 for your blood levels and, you know, 3.5 for the sodium. I don't know. Well, said, you should have that all on a patient portal. Yeah. You can go well, on to and uh, figure yeah. that out. But I like having the hard copies. So I asked him to print it out for me. And he printed it out. And then. No goes, waste of paper, Dave. Come well, on. It's you're, funny. you're killing trees it's your age. You, it's funny you mention that because so he prints it out and he goes, I don't know where this goes. And he had to like go outside across the hall to the printer and you could hear him say shh and he said the full you know word mm-hmm. which one the the yes word and um surgery that yeah shazam yes mm. except with a t at the end mm. shazamped yes. i don't even know i don't, I don't, I don't know, know. surgery yeah. and, and uh, well one a one syllable word and so Sigmoid, sigmoidoscopy <laughs> yes and when he says that all the nurses are like 
doctor and they say his name you know like yeah. you should and he goes i said i just said shh and then they said no no we heard the t at the end and i said i heard it too and so he he had printed out too many pages that sounds like the wacky zoo morning show of doctors it was it was there. great that, but it was, that's but right. it is yeah. yeah made my day and see when i go see my doctor mm-hmm. it's like uh, i'm seeing an old pal so mm-hmm. we uh, we sit around we chew the fat you know he tells mm-hmm. me need to lose weight and then mm-hmm. we just start laughing mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's like uh, it's like uh, seeing an old buddy my uh, my dentist, uh, him and I are on the level, you know. Yeah. He, he likes seeing me when I go in there, and I like seeing him. I've been seeing him for like it's almost twenty twenty five years now. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? You see somebody for so long, mm-hmm. but and you then, only see them like intermittently throughout yeah. the year. And then when it comes to the part of their life when they say, yeah. "I no longer want to be a doctor, I want to retire." Yeah, it's it like sucks. Like, what do you mean? We like we we. What? We've, I've seen you for 25 like, years. What, like, what are you talking about? You can't just leave me. It's like it's like the dentist. You know, he's he's not he he hasn't been there the last couple of times I've been there because he's basically like I'm slowly stepping away. You know yeah, that right. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, not not to say that the people that, that are uh, in his place are, are bad people or anything. It's just something you're not used to when you're so used to doing something so for so many years in a row. Wow. And then uh, that person isn't there anymore. But uh, he's like he's like the guy who he insults me when I sit down. Oh, he insults you? Yeah, uh, like he'll oh a little weight since the last time you came in here. Like he'll he'll say things like that. It's, it's like the Steve Nagel celebrity roast all of a sudden. Well, yeah, is, is Jeff Ross on well, the dance? Yeah, he feels Lisa Lampanelli it. been invited in. Well, it's uh, you know, uh, and I make fun of him. I make fun of him because he talks a lot. He mm-hmm. talks so much. When he's working on you, right. that requires a response. And does he like that being made fun of? Um, I don't think he, he he doesn't mind being made fun of. No, he's Good. he's. But he, I I wish I could make fun of him more, but I can't talk because my mouth's open, and uh, he's mm-hmm. just going on oh, with a con- yeah. And he's he's doing like you know uh, controversial topics, and yet that, that you can't have like you don't even have, like. It's a perfect job for a guy like that. If you don't want to, if you want anybody to argue with you. And, and, well, and you don't want to argue with him because right. he's, this is a guy that may like drill your mouth. Yeah, he's got needles and uh, and yeah, pokey wanna... things in his hand. I don't yeah. want that. No, you don't. I was yeah. buddies with my dentist years and years ago back in Buffalo, and uh, he used to tell me stories all the time. I played racquetball with him, uh, double dated, and he used you to fill tell your me cavities. Yeah, that too. And uh, he used to tell me stories about cheating on his wife with a, a hot young patient that he had. And and you let him into your mouth? Yeah. After he, after well, revealing that kind of long, stuff, wasn't long. I'll say that I got a new dentist. I wasn't in Buffalo for more than a year. So. And what happened? What happened with? What then? Yeah. When did you become friends? Did you like what happened with the friendship? Just kind of died, kind of drifted d- apart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was only in Buffalo for a year. I, I don't know what's become of him. You know, all of my uh, many private medical calamities that I yeah. rarely ever talk about on the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got a couple of doctors that I that I see that I, I feel like I got a good, you know, doctor patient relationship. It's 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 friendly. It's professional. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mind going to see these guys. You know, it's always you know, this it, in spite of my questionable health. Uh, you know, I, it, it goes pretty well. I don't know what I'm going to do when it comes time for these guys to phase out. Right. Because you know what? They're. I mean, they're not getting any younger. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they're old guys. I'm not saying they're, uh, you know, they're approaching retirement age. But you know, they're going to retire before I do. Mm-hmm. And then what hell am I going to do? Right. Yeah. You know, I'm. Turns out I'm getting older too. And yeah. so, 
Yeah, I, you, the older you get, the more you got to see a doctor. Yeah. Eh, just go without a doctor. <laughs> Once you, they're retired, no, just no, go without. No, because I, I'm on so many medications, <laughs> it looks like I'm a candy store. So yeah. it's like I, you know, I, I need to have a doctor mm-hmm. to be, you know, prescribing and uh, you know, re- prescribing, you know, medications. And I'm like, what the what the hell do you do? Mm. Because there's a shockingly low amount of doctors uh, in this area and well, even fewer are coming to this area to become doctors like, here like now i have a pa like that's yep. that's what i have yeah and she's great sure like, like she, she's thorough she she follows up on things that's actually more so than my doctor would have yeah, that's all you need it is, but even at some point, the PA decides, yeah. I think it's time to step aside and retire. And and then you're kind of caught in this yeah. limbo type of existence between between doctors. And it's not, a very intimidating process to suddenly be an old guy looking for a new guy to see. Like, uh, for example, uh, let's say you're bringing your kids to a kid's dentist, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, your kid's dentist goes on a coke bender out in Ludlow one night. And, yeah, uh, right. He's picked up by the cops. Wait, yeah. did that happen? And uh, I'm just hypothetically <laughs> oh, saying. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, this would never happen in okay, reality. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden, you, you want to bring a little Billy in for, for an appointment the next day, and you can't because... Your dentist has been arrested after a coke binge in Ludlow. Wow. And you have to yeah. be at least 18 yeah. to see that guy in prison. And and not only do they charge him with all kinds of like drug possession and alcohol uh, under the influence of alcohol, but texting while driving, that was the killer charge oh, that oh, really yeah. drove the nail into the coffin. Sure. This is a hell of a hypothetical. Uh, it's crazy, isn't it? It's 622 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. A new... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 628, and Black Crows are back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. The song actually hit number one on the rock charts 30 years ago in 1992, but then it hit the big time two years after that in 1994 when it appeared in an episode of Beavis and Butthead. Well, that's something they can uh, hang their hat on. I'm sure. They probably have that framed somewhere. (laughs) I'm sure they do. And now it is time for Today I Learned with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Uh, Today I learned uh, that uh, that clock over in West Springfield I was telling you about. Yes. You you want me to recap? The one that was stuck at 10, right? You said? It was stuck around 10. It's like 10.05 or Mm -hmm. something. It's like... uh, Doc Brown and Marty McFly are going to go back into the future with mm-hmm. the DeLorean, going to hit that as soon as the lightning. And, uh, it's, cra- it's a crazy story. It's a yeah. Crazy. But uh, uh, so I, um, I, I'm driving by there the other day, and I'm like, why is that clock stuck at 10? And does that belong to the towing yard, or does that – because it, it doesn't really – you can't really tell if that building is part of the property or not. Mm-hmm. Sure. It looks like it could be like two separate properties. Okay. Well, uh, lo and behold, we got an answer. Uh, from from Ben from Red's Towing. Our clock was just being discussed on your radio. This is from the other day. Uh, it's been broken for several years since COVID. We haven't been able to find the motor needed to repair it. Hmm. It's a supply chain issue. Yeah, it is a supply. I bet you it is. I'll be damned. And uh, if any uh, if anybody out there in uh, Radio Land uh, has a lead on a new motor, it would be a great help. So if you know anything about... Uh, if you're a clock master... <laughs> and you know all about getting yeah. yourself uh, in the face of a clock. Yeah, like there are clocks yeah. staring at your face all day long. Yeah. And you got a motor. 
Are you the clock handler when you're the guy uh, walking around with the timepiece? I suppose you would be, yes. Isn't that a character on Batman, the TV show, the clock handler? I don't recall that one. Uh, I recall the Riddler. I recall the Joker, but not the clock Mm. handler. Must be mistaken. Yeah. So, if anybody's a clock master out there... Please uh, talk love, to the folks at Red Stowing. I love clocks. Yeah. yeah, I'm a real sucker for those things. Yes, ah, oh yeah, you really. Yeah. Am. Oh, I am. Man, you know what I'm talking says, about? Absolutely. Hall of Fame comedy once again. We got news next. <laughs> no, no, oh, we got, and that's today. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I learned. Yeah. And we, and the news isn't coming up because uh, it's nine something right now. Oh Max. Yes. What the hell are you doing? I have no idea. Rock one. The free music. 634. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. So Steve was talking a few moments ago about being ground zero for the storm damage yesterday as the torrential rains rolled through Western Mass. South Hadley, quite a mess over there. Uh, Multiple streets closed throughout the evening last night. The intersection of Lombard and Abbey Streets, a tree fell, took down power lines. Some of those lines snapped, were strewn across the road. On Greenwood Lane, a tree was split by lightning and debris, shattering some of the windows on a nearby house. Luckily, according to fire officials in South Hadley, nobody was hurt. Over on North Main Street, a massive tree took down power lines near Pheasant Run. Two poles needed to be replaced by Verizon. What the hell was that? That was the sound effect. That was now hear this of the storm. <laughs> I wish I had that. I don't. Yeah. But mm. you can you can re, you know redo that when oh, that I can, d- yeah, segment I can comes around. It live well, for you. well, you so, were there when it happened. Is that what it's? I mean, did you actually see any lightning or hear any thunder going on or what? Yeah, I told you. I it was there was uh, branches coming down. Mm-hmm. There was uh, uh, roads that were flooding. There were. Yep. Uh, Fire, brimstone. So, uh, so yesterday, I'm on four men on horses. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. So yesterday, I'm online, and uh, you know, there's a bunch of like high school friends of mine talking about how much rain they got in Rehoboth, which is you know eastern part of the state. Uh-huh. And I thought it was like one of these things that was, you know, like you see something online, and you think it's total BS, like that couldn't possibly be true. Mm-hmm. Like, my hometown is, of Rehoboth got seven inches of rain yesterday. And 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 I've looked it up. It's that is what they got. Seven inches. There's never been anybody in Rehoboth with seven inches in I, their life. I was gonna say you couldn't put four dudes together in Rehoboth to get seven inches. It's the truth. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, we're in the middle of a drought here in Massachusetts. Well, While not, those rains were the, going on. Not in the middle of the drought in Rehoboth with seven inches of hey, rain. Four dudes uh, from Rehoboth, you get uh, two, four, six, and Six and a back's inches. Yeah, yes. that's it. Yeah. That's it, right. Mm-hmm. Well, the torrential rains don't make a dent in the drought conditions. Officials involved in drought management saying yesterday they recommended declaring more severe conditions in the West and on the Cape. So both on the Cape and here in Western Massachusetts, which encompasses all of Berkshire County, the officials saying we should move to level two of drought conditions, which signifies, quote, significant drought. More than half of Massachusetts experiencing a drought like this. And as I said yesterday, in order to get back to normal, it would take above average rainfall through September. So the rain that you were talking about back in Rehoboth would need to continue for quite some time. I mean, seven inches. Yeah. That's I mean, a lot of rain. Not enough. Th- that's a low-lying 
uh, town. I mean, right. there are parts of yeah. Rehoboth that are actually is, below sea level. So is it underwater? I don't it? know. I haven't heard from anybody. Over, 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 I mean, you I haven't heard from talking. anybody because uh, they're all dead in the flood. Well, that's a nice thought, isn't it? Parts of Palmer underwater yesterday when I was at my doctor's appointment there trying to get back from the hospital. Some of those roads, man. My, and no I've got wonder a, he didn't do the digital exam. He's right. too worried about the rainfall. I've got an SUV, and I I, I thought I was going to float away coming back from, on some of those And roadways. your papers would have been messy and oh, sloppy yeah. wet. Yes. You have a sexually transmitted disease? Not yet, but the day is young. Oh, an SUV. I'm sorry. I, ah. didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to yeah. insert myself into that story. <laughs> I could understand your confusion. Speaking of weather, this is a good one. The two top weather officials in Hungary fired earlier this week because of an inaccurate rain forecast. Prompted the postponement of a fireworks display in the country's most important national holiday. The annual St. Stephen's Day fireworks show along the Danube River in Budapest, billed as the largest display in Europe, was called off because of forecasts that called for extreme weather. Never happened. And so the, the guys responsible for the forecast fired in Hungary. You know, uh, if they fired our meteorologists right? for that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you'd have Brian Lapis and Adam Stremko living in a van down by the river. Eating government cheese. I didn't even think they'd get that far. Mm. Yeah, the only one good for something is that Dan Brown. He's the most accurate one out of all of them. That's exactly mm-hmm. why. Yeah. That's why. Uh, there that- hasn't been, well... <laughs> there hasn't been accurate weather since Kelly Reardon left. Yeah, I know. She could tell me anything. See, she uh, she had it all. She had uh, she had not only the knowledge of meteorology, but she had the looks to go with it. And now she's gone. Is that a Whitney Houston song? I don't know which Couldn't one. Couldn't we have it all? Something like that? No? Yes? Could I believe you, it's could, uh, Didn't We Almost Have yeah, It. Yeah, that's, that's the one. It, yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. Could, you, could you sing a little bit for us? No. Yeah. Mm-mm. I'll hum a few bars. I bet you could find it on the internets. Mm. Hey, Springfield's rail lines, once the crossroad of New England, and for two hours yesterday, right in the spotlight. Governor Charlie Baker, Rep. Richie Neal, and the head of Amtrak, along with Mayor Sarno, getting a mile-by-mile look at what needs to be done to bring those rail connections back. One of the quotes, according to Neal, quote, all tracks lead through Springfield. This was following a news conference at Union Station. But not all tracks do. No. I mean, it would be nice if it did, but it doesn't. Well, all of these east to west tracks would have to if it connected Springfield to Boston, right? I guess. And again, they're talking about it as if it's going to be a reality. Governor Charlie Baker allowing for the fact that uh, his time is short in the governor's chair, and he's trying to get things done if he possibly can. Chickabee police making an arrest in connection to a breaking and entering incident. Police saying the suspect, Charles Kershaw, was found after police executed a search warrant on Nora Street earlier this week. He's accused of breaking and entering at Honeyland Farms on Newberry Street back on August 11th. There's a picture of him. He kind of looks like uh, Woody Harrelson. If he Maybe on, it was. If he was on a like a, a big crack. Maybe Bender, he is. instead of just marijuana. Doesn't give Charles Kershaw's age either. That's unusual. A leading nationwide representative of working songwriters and musicians filed a lawsuit against the Northampton-based Iron Horse Entertainment Group, claiming the Calvin Theater owes money 
meant for royalty fees for artists whose songs were played at the venue. Venues like the Calvin and stations like Rock 102 are required to pay fees to ASCAP for each performance so that the association can distribute royalty payments to the artists that deserve the money. So these are not performance fees. These are like the songs played like before a performance. I guess, right? The Calvin Theater's ASCAP license had been revoked in April after years of missed payments. Well, you got to pay those fees. I don't know why uh, Mr. Shore would think that he's uh, exempt from those fees. I don't know. Yeah, I was actually on the uh, the Iron Horse website just mm-hmm. to see what was coming up uh, through the area, and yep. it was kind of surprising that you know the the schedule doesn't go very far into the future. Like, there's a couple shows booked, but there's not that, much else. Is that ABBA show on there? Oh, I don't even remember what was on there. It was why are you going to that? Well, yeah, my kid wanted to go to that. Yeah, I, it, it, there there wasn't. I mean, I have to go on it to see for sure, but there really wasn't a whole lot. Going on at at the, of course it's at the end of the month and you don't know if they you know when they update their uh, their page but uh, let's see uh, there's a tribute to Steely Dan coming up oh, nice. in September the Neils uh, yeah the ABBA tribute a new date for that one Steve oh, uh, all tickets honored that's going to be October 30th there you go October 30th. And we were having a health update earlier, talking about our doctors and dentists and things like that. The latest is to have more sex. According to the latest studies, an active sex life could be as important as watching your diet, moderating your alcohol intake, and quitting smoking. The experts now calling for sex twice a week as the magic medicine. Twice a week? Twice a week. Lovemaking can boost your heart, clear a stuffy nose, and even fight off COVID. Who's got the time? Well, and for me, I only see my girlfriend once a week. Well, there. You, so, what are you doing the rest of the week? I, you know, gonna have to figure something out. I don't know. And that's your news. <laughs> there you go. At six forty-three, I thought you guys would enjoy that story a little more. We've got two mass hats coming up next that will award hats to one in Massachusetts and one in Florida. Stay tuned to Rock One Hundred Two. It's coming up. GG to Springfield's Classic Rock at six forty nine in Queen with back Stephen Dave and Rock One Hundred Two. Gonna be uh, well. The sun's gonna come out uh, later on today with a high of eighty six. Tomorrow sunny with a high of eighty nine. It's sixty six in downtown Springfield. It's negative four in the Rock One Hundred Two studio because <laughs> the air conditioning won't shut off down here. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, it's you could hang meat. We've tried. Room. We've tried everything. I've tried shutting the system completely off, and it's still on. Yeah, I'm reading a book now called Endurance about a, a guy trying to cover the Antarctic Pole back in like 1911. Yeah, and they're stuck on these ships, and it's freezing, obviously, and they're having to kill seals and penguins and shove their frostbitten hands into the blood warms body uh, of these animals, uh, like they did in uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Where they, uh, he, yes. he cut open that, uh, what the hell is that thing called? I don't even remember what it was called. And they got inside of it. Yep. I uh, I think we're about 30 minutes away from having to resort to something like that. Yes. Who do we kill? Is Pat Kelly around or not? Not yet. Damn it. The uh, Big Bonk and Smoke returns to the log cabin Wednesday, October 5th. The tickets are on sale now. Come enjoy an evening of uh, beautiful views and delicious cigars and food and fun. Admission includes a few cigars from the Cigar Room 2 in Agawam. You get a t-shirt from GG Inc.'s custom printing and a premium food spread. That is fantastic, including hors d'oeuvres, dinner, 
dessert. Get all the details and your tickets at rock102.com. Cigar smoking is not a safe alternative to cigarettes. You've got to be over 21 with a positive ID tenter. It's the Big Bonk and Smoke, October 5th at the Log Cabin. Brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements and the Tommy Carr Auto Group and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Now we've got two crowns, one to award to a man in Florida and one to an 11-year-old kid in Boston who used a hammer to break the window of a store in order to steal vape cartridges. At 11? 11. Officers, of course, unable to charge him or identify him because of his age, but they did notify the parents of the kid. So they couldn't identify him, but they knew his parents were? Well, I'm just They couldn't identify him publicly. Uh, Yeah. At about 4.11 a.m., Boston officers responding to a 7-Eleven on West Broadway Street in South Boston for a report of a breaking and entering. Officers arrived, saw the glass door of the business broken, found the 11-year-old boy inside the store stealing vape cartridges. Uh, 7-Eleven open 24 hours a day, <laughs> except for, but not in a row. Yeah. <laughs> and a St. Petersburg, Florida man arrested after exposing himself at a Taco Bell late Saturday night. He gets the other Mass Hat Award today. Wait, is that wrong? You can't do that? Apparently not. Uh, the police department in St. Petersburg saying that uh, 33-year-old Christopher Verstraten crawled through the drive through window of the Taco Bell completely nude. Police saying the suspect then proceeded to lie on the kitchen floor. Hmm. Is it lay or lie on the kitchen floor? Anyway, we ref- <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if... I don't know if uh, you know, really splitting the hairs at that point are all that uh, all that important. You got a naked guy lying on the floor at yeah. a Taco Bell. Right. He refused to leave. Verstraten was arrested shortly after on a charge of exposure of sexual organs at the Taco Bell. Drop the chalupa. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't crawl through that window with my clothes on. Never mind with them off. Was he like high on bath salts or something? Yeah, they tested him for that. Doesn't say that the, any of those tests were conclusive on the scene of the crime. I mean, I could totally understand wanting to get into a Taco Bell, mm-hmm. you know, in an emergency situation. We've all been there for that one. But naked? Mm. I don't think so. And, I, and I've boycotted Taco Bell, I said, ever since they got rid of the seven-layer burrito. I have no desire to go there, naked or otherwise. You don't like their uh, five-layer burrito? Don't like any of it. Really? No. So I'm I'm done. Even when you're totally cocked or high on bath salts, they don't go to a Taco Bell. That hasn't happened since I gave up the Taco Bell. But you know, again, it's very maybe un- this weekend. Unhygienic to be naked around. It's that's taco smell. That's mm. what that is. That you're yeah. right about that. Uh-huh. You go watch out for the queso. Oh, I make my own. <laughs> it's six fifty three with back Steve and Dave. Coming up in a few minutes in the 102-second sports, the best new arena name in the NHL. We'll get to it straight ahead on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? You know, at this very moment, I have exactly $38 in my wallet. I also have another $3 of loose change in my car. That puts me at exactly $41. 
What does this mean? It means that I'm currently out of the running to become the next owner of the Los Angeles Angels. Because, you see, I happen to be a few bucks short of the $2.2 billion I would need to buy it. Because at $41, I might not be seen as a serious buyer. Yesterday, Artie Moreno, the owner of the Angels, announced that he has officially, quote, initiated a formal process to evaluate strategic alternatives. And among those things on the table is the possible sale of the team that he has owned for the last two decades. And what does he have to show for owning the team for the last uh, 20 years? 20 years of not winning championships. Oh, sure, they won a World Series in 2002, but that was the year before he bought the team from the Disney Corporation for a mere $180 million. And as it turns out, I'd be a few bucks short back then, too. In other words, according to Forbes magazine, since 2003, the value of the Angels has increased about 12 times its original value when Moreno bought the team. Look at it this way. Let's say I had $41 in 2003. If that money increased at the same rate as the Angels over the course of 20 years, I'd be looking at $492, 36 of which would be the loose change in my car. Granted, I wouldn't be able to buy the team with that kind of money. Hell, I could barely afford to purchase tickets. But with the Angels being only the ninth most valuable franchise in baseball, you have to wonder, who the hell are these people that can afford to buy a baseball team these days? And more importantly, why am I not related to any of them? Listen, I'd be happy to take advantage of my family's opulent wealth, but they don't have any, which is one of the reasons why I find them to be such a disappointment. Because if we had a few billion dollars lying around the family tree, I'd be digging it up and placing a bid. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. How good can a battery-operated chainsaw be? Well, let me tell you something. The Eagle Power Plus 16-inch chainsaw is 300 bucks at Rocky's. That includes the charger and the batteries, and it can do anything that a 16-inch gas chainsaw can do. It starts with a push of the button, it's quiet, and gets the job done. Get an Eagle uh, chainsaw today at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 708. And Pink Floyd went back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Some flooding and storm damage yesterday, especially around South Hadley. Dry conditions today, highs in the mid to high 80s for today and tomorrow. There was a wicked uh, fog this morning. I don't know if it's uh, if that's easing up, but it was pretty bad coming in. I was uh, I was going to use that guy's name yesterday. His name was Larder, the one the guy that got uh, arrested. Yeah. And I'd be like, the fog is getting thicker. And Leon is getting larder. larder. Yeah, I thought, I thought about that too. I'm reading this uh, this article uh, yesterday about uh, about a coffee chain out of uh, Colorado uh, called Badass Coffee of Hawaii. Okay, all mm-hmm. right, because uh, it's something about Hawaiian donkeys, and they have the reputation for being. Uh, even more stubborn than the rest of the donkeys across the country. So ass being used for an animal. Yes. Not a body part. Well, uh, one Alabama city believes the business name is vulgar, and city officials are calling on residents not to patronize it once it opens its first Alabama location next month. Officials blasted the coffee company's name during a council meeting on Tuesday and said it was inappropriate for children. Uh, if it's not a name or a word that I don't want to come out of my 12-year-old's mouth, then it's not appropriate to be on a sign on one of our streets. Well, coffee's not appropriate for children either. Is he going to bring your kid into the into the badass coffee? Oh, uh, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Plus, it's a Colorado company with a Hawaii moniker on it. Badass Coffee of Hawaii, out of Colorado, opening up in Alabama. It's like the mass hat being from Massachusetts. No kidding. How do they uh, even put up with that? 
Ken and another council members reacted to a Facebook commenter who noticed the slogan, In God We Trust, displayed in the council chambers and asked why the city praised for its Christian roots as allowing a coffee shop with profanity clearly in the title to be on display. Also on display in the council chambers is a large sign that reads, God, Family, and Country. It shows they have no respect for us, what market or what our brand is, said Kennan, uh, referring to the city's long push to be branded a family-friendly vacation destination. Have you ever noticed how uh, some people uh, just have a hair up their ass and they just can't get out of their own way? Mm. Like, you know, being offended over the name of a coffee shop. Right. Well, if you're, if you're offended, don't go. Get your coffee somewhere else. Right. There's lots of places that serve coffee, and some of it's really good without vulgarity. Yeah. My, my favorite new coffee is Major Dickison's. See? Now you could say right? that perhaps that would be equally as offensive. It's a it's a Pete's coffee. You can get it in, you know, most grocery stores, and I have, and it's I love Major Dickison's. I bet you do. I'm not boycotting that because of the name. Do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, years ago around here when that, uh, and, and we had an experience with that place. It was called the Cup Store. Yes. And it was over in West Springfield. It was across from the beautiful real estate uh, uh, mega condo of uh, the, the Toll, Toll House, House. Uh, which is beautiful this time of which, year. Which, by the way, they yeah. do not make cookies there. No, they do not make so, cookies. That's too bad. That, that was my mistake when I started knocking on front doors. Um, so uh, that was, it was called the Cup Store. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it also said adult, I think it said adult novelties or something underneath yeah. it. It was the Dave Soda in yeah. Pet City of Pornography. And, and huh. the idea of the Cup Store was there was some sort of like ordinance in the town of West Springfield where this guy had to sell X amount of percent of his inventory as legitimate things. Not, not that sex toys aren't legitimate, but uh, you know yeah, something he, something to offset the adult uh, the adult toy business that he had. So gotcha. he would sell coffee mugs. So, so he had coffee mugs, ah. and they weren't even they were just junk coffee mugs just sitting out on a shelf. It was, like it was a, just a front. <laughs> it was like this guy took like coffee mugs yeah. out of his own cabinet, and I don't even know if they were washed, but they were like yeah. dusty. And I don't think anyone ever. I think people were more than happy to buy like uh, you know dildos and Benoit balls, but yeah. they weren't. They looked at the coffee cups and said, "I'm not putting mm. that near me." And then in the back of the store, it was like a it was like an adult toy store playground. Hmm. Like it was just, there was just uh, big giant ones and yeah. little ones. We, and we, lubes took a, we and took a tour of the place. We, the guy actually gave us a bunch of stuff to take with it. I still have the uh, the rainbow glowing the glowing rainbow uh, dildo. Really, really, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's in my garage. I uh, I walked out of there with a with a dildo too. His name was Steve Nagel. Oh, oh booyah! Yeah. You see what I just did there? Turn the tables about on the other it. guy. No, we no, with. God, no. Um, so <laughs> see that would have been funnier. But, that would have been funny, but you know. Uh, yeah. Um, but but there was a city councilor. I don't know who it was. I don't remember the name, but I remember the story of the city councilor who was complaining about the fact that this place was even there to begin with, and said. What am I supposed to tell my grandson as we're driving down Riverdale Street? 
Well, and make like, something up. I mean, if it's it, it wasn't the title of the store. No, that was it bad. was uh, because no, the no. kid wanted to know what does adult novelties mean. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. What does a Hooters mean? Or right. what does a Longhorn mean? Or yeah. what is a, yeah. <laughs> right? Any what? number of businesses. Yeah, sure. yes. Shut up, kid. We're going to Dick's. Yeah. Or Cumbies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, what you do is, and any good parent knows this, if you yeah. were driving past the cup store and uh, and the toll house is on the other side, yeah. your kids start asking questions about the cup store, mm-hmm. the thing to say is, is, oh, look, Duncan's down the street. Would you like a box of munchkins? That'll shut you up. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what you do. Yep. Any good parent knows that. Yes. Yeah. Distraction. Don't look over here. Look over there. Oh, look, a Duncan right yep. up the road. Mm-hmm. You don't need to explain everything. No, you don't. And you know what? Uh, no one no one other than that one guy yeah. is particularly of- offended by badass coffee. It is what it is. It's coffee. Kind of badass. I'm yeah. more offended that the uh, badass coffee of Hawaii was from Colorado. That's what I'm offended about. Yeah, I just right. Said yeah. Really. And yeah. Uh, by the way, the guy is not just any guy, Tony Kennan, but he's the mayor of Orange Beach, Alabama. So he's got some clout. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, this is a this is like a, a spreading franchise. Mm-hmm. It's in uh, Virginia. It's in uh, New Jersey. It's in Kentucky. It's it's a growing business. Mm-hmm. You're gonna tell me there's gonna be city councilors and. And uh, Karens all over the country, they're going to have a problem with this? Please. I don't think so. If it's good coffee, that's all people should really care about. You know, if you're talking about God and all that other stuff, how many times is ass mentioned in the Bible referring to a donkey? Right. Plenty of times. Good point. Many times. Mm -hmm. Actually, there's a couple of uh, words in there uh, in the Bible. That you could uh, you could misconstrue. Plus, there's a lot of begatting going on in the Bible too. You're damn right about uh, that. See, a lot of coveting. Exactly. And sex riddled throughout that particular publication. Would you call the Bible a publication? Is that what you really? You're just missing it to the point of it's now a. It's like you, that's like saying it's nothing more than like a an extended popular mechanics. Or a cat fancy. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. They're all publications, I guess. So there you go. Uh, people have a big, giant problem with the fact that it's badass coffee. But the business owner says this isn't going to stop us from opening. Like, we're going to do this. No, and you know what? what? It, there's going to be plenty of people that will go simply because they don't want to be told that they can't see a word. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, like, there's, a, there's a censorship about it. The, the word ass is not necessarily as bad as these those seven other big ones yeah especially when it's used in connection with an animal in this case come right. on man exactly um the only i remember in a i took a law class in uh, in, in college i didn't really pay much attention but yeah. i did remember the one story about the uh it was a place called badass pizza mm-hmm. now, i okay. don't know i don't know where it was but it was somewhere the, the point of the story it doesn't matter where it was but it was it was in the united states and then uh, they opened up this pizza place called Badass Pizza. They were uh, doing really good business. And then they got sued by a company in England named Badass Pizza because they had copyrighted the name. So then they had to change the name to something else. Right. It couldn't be Badass Pizza anymore. <laughs> that I can see. If you're uh, a cop- infringement a thing. Sure. On, a, on a copyright, that's completely different. But just because you're offended by the word ass, badass... How many different things can you drive around and find that would be seemingly offensive to somebody, but nobody really makes a big deal about it? Yeah. See, the problem with with free speech is uh, there's there's only a very obscured line as to what is offensive language and what is not offensive language. 
and I have the ability to use language that may offend you, that may not be necessarily obscene. That's part of the beauty of the freedom of speech. Hey, I just looked up badass pizza, by the way. Yeah. There is a badass pizzeria and grill in Illinois, Dixon, Illinois to be exact, and they had to spell it B-A-D-A-Z-Z, badass. That, that's what it was. Badass. I think that's, that, yeah. that's what, it, uh, what it turned out to be, mm-hmm. was they had to change the name yep. so it wasn't exactly the same. Badass. But it was a simple mistake. It wasn't yeah. like these people went out and said, I'm going to copyright infringement on this guy. If I were like the, the city council president mm-hmm. and someone came to the city council and said, I'm offended by badass coffee, you know what I would do? I would kick that idiot out of the city council. That's what I would I do. I would too. I would say, you know what? Why don't you focus on things that actually matter to our city as opposed to the coffee shop, which is delicious. Well, and for, for all this article is worth, this is from uh, AL.com, which is the mass live version of Alabama. Mm-hmm which I'm sure they're just as accurate as we are. <laughs> um, I'm sure they're still doing uh, stories out of Worcester. Just as many interns working the, there as here. They're not saying it's one person complaining about yeah. this. This isn't like a like a petition full of people going, tear down that badass pizza. Yeah, this not, is one dude. You're mm-hmm. not going to see torches and pitchforks outside yeah. of badass pizza. Uh, there is a badass pizza cutter for sale. This is pretty cool, actually. Check it out, badasspizzacutter.com. And there's a an ass, a donkey, as part of their logo, too. And this implement, which is like some double-handled sword that you use to slice your pizza. I want one of the badass pizza cutters. Man, those look cool. That you could, uh, you could. It's it's, it's kind of like a knife. Yeah. Well, with a handle on each end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. It's a yeah. There you go. It's it's like a it's a weapon. Yes, that could cut pizza. Mm-hmm. I still like the wheel, the little wheel thing that they rub across the mm-hmm. pizza. Yeah, yeah. You know what I like to do? I just like to fold the pizza in half and eat the pizza that way. I just hope the guy who's uh, protesting this goes all the way with it. You know what I mean? Well, the mayor of, of no, Orange Beach. No, the guy who's protesting. Yeah. The, the one guy. He's the, the mayor, right, of Orange Beach, Alabama. Yes, but there's one, the, the, in the article, there's one person that's that's complaining about this ah. thing, and that's why it's spearheading. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to go through with it the whole way. Meaning what? Like, even if you obviously you're going to lose. You're going to lose the argument. But yeah. at least fight till the end. Don't give up. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> at least go to the end. Okay. So just... Take it as far as it can go, even if you're swatted down well, a couple of times. I've told you this story probably a dozen times already. In in where I, in my old house, uh, which was only a half a mile from my new house, but at my old house, uh, there was a neighbor nearby that had a horse in their backyard. It was a retired horse. The thing was, you know, at the end of towards the end of its life, you know, that kind of thing. So I had it penned in in a very small area in their backyard. But the horse didn't need that much. It was a pretty decent sized area. Well, this old folks' home that I live next to, this one lady was complaining about the horse and saying how, you know, how it smelled. So she got all the people, all the residents of this, this, uh, it's not assisted living. It's like a elderly house, elderly housing. Mm -hmm. So she got everybody to sign a petition, right? To get rid of this horse. Now, nobody else was complaining about the horse. There's other neighbors that were very close in proximity. We're a right-to-farm community. Well, what the hell's the difference? This lady's got a horse in her backyard. How bad was one horse smelling? It wasn't. It wasn't at all. And my my backyard was closer than one of the buildings was to this place. So I don't understand, you know, what... It doesn't matter. So this lady complains. She starts a petition. Right. She's basically convincing these people to sign this, this petition. 
we had to do all the property owners had to sign one of those things saying I don't care about the horse, you know, like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to me. Right. And then there was this big town meeting that I couldn't go to uh, about voting on whether or not the horse should stay. And they had this big town meeting, and I I couldn't go, but I sent uh, my wife and I sent pictures of the kids drawing a picture of the horse. Because they used to go feed it. The owner used to let the kids feed the horse. I mean, it was a nice little thing here over in the park. And, right. You know, you can feed the horse. The meeting happens. The town hall is packed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not one person in that town meeting is against the horse. Not even the lady who started the petition is mm-hmm. there. That's my point. If you're going to go with something and you believe that this is, you know, don't give up. At least show up to the meeting there's no point of having the meeting then. Yeah. So, of course, the the family, it was approved unanimously, mm-hmm. and the family was able to keep the horse for several more years there. But it's just like, why would you go to all that trouble to cause because, a problem because people, and then not be there to... I, yeah. I would respect you more if you, fu- if you truly believe that you felt this thing shouldn't be there, then you should be there till the end. Because people, Steve, just don't have the ability... To mind their own damn business yeah. and focus on themselves rather than what everybody else is doing. Let everybody else do what they're going to do. You focus on you. Yeah. You do your thing. That guy's going with the horse is going to do their thing. And just live your life. Plus, they, they lack the power of their own conviction when they're all alone on an issue. Oh, yeah. no, you'll <laughs> That person would crumble if they faced a hostile crowd at a town meeting. I'm sure. Yes, but that's what I wanted to hear about. I know. I didn't want to hear about a unanimous uh, nothing Mm -hmm. vote. Right. It's 723. We're back, Steve and Dave and Rock. We do it. It's uh, 727. We're back, Steve and Dave and Rock 102. It's going to be pretty nice today and tomorrow with the highs in the mid to high 80s and dry conditions following those torrential rains yesterday. Uh, the, uh, the back Stephen Dave podcast be posted after the show today. You can check that out on Apple podcast, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify and on rock102.com. Baxi's musical podcast this week, uh, drummer Jeff Plate from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. He also played with Sabotage and Metal Church. he got a brand new band called uh, All Terrain. Their album Mother's Day is really, really cool and a very interesting conversation about TSO and their tour, which is coming back to the area later on in the, uh, the late fall, around uh, sometime around Christmas time. So th- those dates will be announced in a couple of weeks. And then next week, I'm going to be talking to a guy who uh, I've already interviewed once uh, is actually my third most popular uh, episode on Baxi's Musical Podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, Thomas Walsh from uh, the band Pugwash. Probably a band you haven't heard, but he is one of the best songwriters alive today. And it's not just me saying that. He's got uh, people from Paul McCartney to uh, you know, Jeff Lynne of ELO to Ray Davies of the Kinks all saying the same thing. Guy is phenomenal, and uh, we'll be talking to him next week. All right. Steve, awesome. Steve brought up the story about the uh, problems in Alabama, about the coffee from Colorado, which is named Badass Coffee of Hawaii. And apparently, if you want to live longer, you go to Hawaii. There's a recent report from the CDC showing life expectancy from state to state. Those living in Hawaii live longest. Because they want to. Maybe. Because it's a nice climate, I guess. And where, it's kind of laid back. Whereas Massachusetts, people can't wait. Start uh, fading out. Massachusetts, number five of really? the highest life expectancies in the United States. Massachusetts, Why? fifth. Why? I, I don't know. Oh, you know what it is? Mm. 
It's all those damn wonderful hospitals in Boston. That's what it is. Maybe. Yeah, it's yeah. the hospital system in this state. Oh, like Carla Kazenzi yesterday talking about Dana Farber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see? mean, you know, they get all the pomp. They get all the pomp around here. So Massachusetts is the uh, the fifth best yeah, life see, expectancy. Those New Hampshire. Ho- those hospitals saving lives of the sickest people in America. You and your advanced research saving mm. lives. Whoopee. Uh, New Hampshire's number six. Vermont's number seven. And Connecticut's number ten, by the way. Dead last. Alabama. Louisiana. 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 Yeah, they're always in the bottom. Good place to have fun and get poison yourself, though. (laughs) It's 729 with back Steve and Dave in Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. 733 with back Steve and Dave in Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Jay Smeagle Roofing. Visit jsmeagleroofing.com. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. The storm's over from yesterday, but uh, some people still cleaning up the mess, and they will be for days as those... Torrential rains rolled through Western Mass, leaving an especially big mess in South Hadley. We'll hear from some of the residents of South Hadley and now hear this coming up in just a few minutes. There were some telephone poles that would need to be replaced by Verizon that were down near Pheasant Run. Meantime, drought conditions in Massachusetts continuing Despite all the rainfall we got yesterday, some officials are saying that Berkshire County would move to level two in terms of its significant drought conditions, more than half of Massachusetts experiencing a drought right now. Now, uh, does level two to level three depending uh, depend upon uh, the likelihood of reoffending? Kind of like in the sex, uh, the sex, uh, you know, uh, registry. Yeah, and it would certainly draw the ire of Mayor Sarno if that were the case. Well, he wouldn't care about Berkshire County. No. How about Hampshire County? Yeah, sure. He would be, uh, you know, of course he would. I mean, I believe that uh, Springfield is the county seat, but uh, yeah, that that would uh, that would get him upset. I bring up Hampshire County because there's some strange stuff going on in Southampton. A couple of police reports filed this month allege that a woman has driven past the home of a corrections employee from the Hampshire County Jail and several times stopping to take photos of his house and yard where he displays a lawn sign in support of Caitlin Cepeda, who is a candidate for the sheriff's office in the upcoming Democratic primary on September 6th. So the woman was driving a black SUV with license plates registered to a state government agency, according to the reports, and the jail employee telling police that he suspects the activity was as a result of his sign in support of that one candidate I mentioned. Hmm. Uh, There you go. What was that all about? I don't know. We haven't had a good uh, candidate pissing match in a while. That's the the truth. We need uh, some good mudslinging. Well, I'm going to take down your lawn signs. That's what I'll do. Now, is this uh, woman any relation to uh, former San Francisco Giants slugger Orlando Cepeda, the uh, the baby bull? I believe it's Cepeda. Is it Cepeda pronounced yeah. that way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, well, and it is spelled differently than the former slugger you mentioned. Back. Oh, boy, he was he was a, yeah. he was a hell of a slugger back then. Well, and I think he had some drug issues. I don't believe this candidate for sheriff in Southampton does. Well, we don't know that to be true. There was a separate police port filed in Goshen, alleging that uh, 12 lawn signs showing support for Cepeda or Cepeda yeah. and another candidate, Yvonne Gittleson, were stolen last week in a single overnight sweep. Patrick K. Lane doesn't like competition. Patrick K. Lane and competition kind of clash. Well, it's funny because his signs were not touched. That's exactly yeah, the point right. of that article, mm-hmm. which it, it is kind of interesting. I do. <clears throat> was it this race? 
this sheriff's race years ago where I can't remember I can't remember names of people who ran, but there was a guy who ran for that office and wanted to be the sheriff. He came in here and we started making jokes about Athol. There was something was that was that a state rep thing or was that a sheriff <sighs> thing? Boy, I, I thought it was a sheriff's race. It could be. I don't remember. And then, and then, uh, I believe it was uh, because we he was here making fun of Athol. He wasn't making fun of Athol. We were we were egging him on to go. I guess you're going to represent Athol, you know, and making all the jokes about sure about the uh, the innuendos and all that stuff. Um, and then the opponent, which I believe it was this guy that used that against him going, can you believe that we would have somebody, uh, no moral authority that would make fun of the town of Athol? Mm. I, I wish to, I remember Do you remember that. a little bit of that? Yeah, I yeah. do, I just, but I don't, like you, I don't yeah, remember what I, the, I, the, uh, the race was for. I, I think it was the Hampshire County Sheriff's race. I think, because it's a six-year term, right? I, I think, so this, this would have yeah. been 2016. Yeah, I don't. I yeah. honestly don't remember. I don't well, know. It's going to be interesting to find out. Well, Whatever you do, don't make fun of Athol. Yeah, and Steve mentioned the sitting sheriff of Hampshire County. He was asked about Ooh, this whole man. thing. You got to be careful when you say that sitting sheriff. Man, you could mess that up pretty bad. Yeah. And how embarrassing would that be? I didn't, and neither did you. Congrats. He was asked about the stealing of the opponent's signs and why his signs were okay. And he says, "Geez, I I don't know. Well, of course, I, he's going right. to say he doesn't know." <laughs> So, uh, I have no idea. That's what he said. I have not, nor would I even think of doing that. Uh, this black SUV what, uh, uh, with the license plate number uh, 543. Hey, is is that what was that the one sitting out in your parking lot? No, <laughs> that's not mine. I didn't do that. <laughs> well, what do you have all these uh, Sapita lawn signs in the back of that SUV for? I don't know. I don't know how they got here. Well, we'll be watching this race with more interest now, for sure. As Steve says, you need a good political deal like this once in a while. Hey, there's uh, pickleball coming to Westfield. Actually, already there, but a clinic going on. I think I'm going to pay up for this. Just a few spaces left available for Westfield's first-ever pickleball clinic. It's coming up September 22nd. Instructors are pickleball pros. Mm. Yvonne Ting and Claire Grabber, G R A B H E R. There's a lot of old dudes looking to ramp up their game. Me too. I'm yeah, one of them. I'm not. The, I'm not. The, I think pickleball is not the, not for me. Oh. What, what is this? This is like tennis, right? Yeah, but with like uh, wooden paddles and, and a wiffle ball, plastic balls, and uh. you can't hit it very hard. Uh, it's on a smaller scale than a tennis court. It sounds. Uh too uninteresting for me to even watch. Well, well, wait, Steve, because the focus of this Westfield Pickleball Clinic will be on dinking. On dinking? Yes. yes. Yeah, I'm well. reading from, I'm just reading from the press release here on volley strategy and technique and on other techniques involved in pickleball. I the dinking, you're not you wouldn't go just for the dinking display? I'm uh, I've been on a dinking ship since February. Oh, he's surrounded himself with dinks. <laughs> There's also going to be fun drills in small group sizes with this Westfield Pickleball Clinic, which will cost 90 bucks for members only. 
That's that's uh, that's $90 more than what the value of the pickleball club is worth. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> hey, it's on the rise. In Worcester, they're living up to their history as the birthplace of the smiley face. A recent study named Worcester among the top 20 smiliest cities in the country. Okay. Who's paying for this? House Fresh. Yeah. Which describes that's... itself as a team of indoor air quality experts. Yeah. And apparently they used their facial recognition technology to scan a database of Instagram photographs right. from every state of the union to determine which states had the smiliest people. I'm going to stop you right here yes, because sir. anyone who has spent any time in the city of Worcester knows there's not a single reason to be smiling about it. It's Am the, I wrong? No, you're not. Yeah, right. I'm not wrong. It's the 18th smiliest City in the nation. That's yeah, not. <laughs> There's no reason to be smiling there. Of course, it's named itself Smile City because the smiley face was created there. By the way, Con- right. Concord, California is the number one smiliest city in the country. Really? Yep. Again, according to this report. Uh, Regal Cinemas struggling so much they may declare bankruptcy. We've talked about this on the show before, about how cinemas have hit hard times because of COVID and not recovered. It really hasn't, though, because there was another story the other day about how movie theaters are booming now because of all these uh, these great hits that keep coming out. And these movie theaters, these movie companies are smart to keep them in the theaters versus just releasing them on TV because there's some movies... You actually need the theater experience for. Mm -hmm. That Top Gun Maverick movie, you definitely need to see that in a theater. I mean, you can watch it on uh, DVD later with your 4K high diff, whatever the hell you got at Mm -hmm. home. It's not the same, though. I think starting this weekend, actually, it's available on the small screen because it's had its run in the theaters now. Oh, then I'm downloading it for sure. Me too. I haven't seen it yet. But uh, Regal uh, sounds, from what I was reading on, uh, I think it was CNBC yesterday, Mm -hmm. was that... Poor management, yep. poor money management. Um, I think they used a lot of those funds from the pandemic to not do anything for their movie theaters. Probably just just yeah. pay off debt. Yeah. And as long as we're talking about movies, Sly Stallone's marriage is in trouble, according to Entertainment Tonight. He and his wife Jennifer having marital issues, and Stallone's manager releasing a statement saying, "No, no." No, Mr. Stallone had a tattoo of his wife covered up with one of his dog because Uh, he intended to refresh the tattoo image of his wife, Jennifer, but those results were unsatisfactory, couldn't fix them, and as a result, he covered up that uh, tattoo with one of his dog, Butkus, from the Rocky movies. And so people are, and so people are, uh, yes. figuring this must mean that there's something wrong with the relationship. Yes. Maybe yes. there's something just wrong with the tattoo. Stallones, by the way, are presently filming a reality show together, which will debut on Paramount Plus. All right, they've well. been married for a long time. The Stallones, hoping it's not true. I'm get, I'll get over it. I mean, if it, uh, if it breaks down for whatever reason, I'm, I'm sure we'll all find a way to survive it. 743 with back Steve and Dave. The Now Hear This segment, straight nine with back Steve and Dave. Now hear this. Now hear this. It's just the normal noises in here. You hear me? You're only hearing what you want to hear. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. 
clip number one from Western Mass News, interviewing folks in South Hadley, although they missed Steve, even though he was there witnessing some of the storm damage yesterday. Here are a couple of residents talking about the hardships. Well, I was talking to one of the guys out there, and he said it could be like a couple days based on the damage. Be fun without a generator. I have about 20 candles lit in the house. <laughs> no shortage on those. Um, and we're grilling right now, so we're going to grill up all our potatoes. <laughs> Making the best of it, right? As... As far as the damage is concerned, multiple streets closed throughout the evening. Intersection of Lombard and Abbey Streets, a tree falling down there at Greenwood Lane. Another tree split by lightning, debris, shattering some of the windows on a nearby house. And over on North Main Street, a massive tree taking down power lines. Two power poles will need to be replaced by Verizon. Pretty sure I drove over a power line. Oof. You're not really supposed to do. No, you, no. You, especially when you have children in your car. Well, I didn't realize it until I was uh, past the chaos. Hmm. I was like, oh, I just think I just ran over an electrical line there. It I could have been the cable line too. I mean, obviously it's dark and it was foggy. I didn't see any. I didn't see any damage on my way to work today, but that doesn't mean that it's not out there. And yet, uh, yeah, my hometown of Rehoboth had seven inches of rain, which is just unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, let, let's just take a quick break here. Uh, up on the Today Show mm -hmm. right there, they have this slide. It, it like It's like the big yellow slide at the Big E. Yeah, have you seen this thing? I know. Look at this thing. This, watch, watch this guy bounce on it yeah. as he goes down. This thing has already he been gets shut down. so much air. Whoa. This thing, is, Whoa. this thing has already been shut down because people are like, you know, they're getting, <laughs> they're flying off this thing. And, and where seemed, is that located? In I, Michigan. It, and, and it seems to be like. Look, look at it right there, right? Look at the kids flying off oh the dam. Oh, yeah. my God. Whoa, yeah. total, whoa, whoa. Totally unsafe. It must have something to do with body weight because that guy didn't seem to move at all well, when it's, he went it's, down. Well, it's body weight, and also I think the, the the pitch that this thing is at is way too steep, and people are, you know could potentially get hurt. We totally need that at the Big E. No, we don't. Yes, we, we do. We do not need injuries on all the big yellow all slide. All you need to do is just melt and bend that one section just a little bit. A marvel of modern engineering. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're all cracking up on the Today oh, yeah. Show, by the because way, because they're not the ones landing on their you know breaking bones and hips. Ah, how hard could it hurt? Well, a lot. Yeah. Carson Daly, by the way, would go down that thing and not move at all. With <laughs> I love that shirt. It's just a guy <laughs> flying in the air, like a stick figure flying in the air. <laughs> Carson Hilarious. Daly's now heavy enough; he wouldn't move at all. I'm no telling kidding. you, he'd break the slide. Look at him. Clip number two, also from Western Mass News, Charlie Baker. The governor talking about the east-west rail update. While my time here is short, I can promise you that over the course of the next few months, we will continue to build on the work that's been done over the past several years to position this as one of the major opportunities that we will have here in the Commonwealth and throughout the Northeast to do something very special with Amtrak to take full advantage of the bipartisan infrastructure law and the resources that it makes available. The governor appearing at Union Station alongside Richard Neal. He got on a train with him. Him and Richie Neal got on an Amtrak. Oh Mayor Sarno was there too. Yeah, uh, can you imagine that? Can you imagine, like, of all the worst train rides to be on, <laughs> you got to go with Richie Neal. Oh, Stuck on a train with no place to hey, no place to escape. Uh, has anyone seen the governor? Well, I heard him uh, get up, walk into the bar car, lock the door. I didn't hear a gun go off. I think he's okay. <laughs> well, they were taking what was called a mile-by-mile mile look 
at what needs to be done to bring the rail connections back. Oh, God. Mile by mile yes. with Richie Neal. <laughs> and over here is where the spike goes. Oh, ain't that right, Pooh? Oh, my God. He did say, Neal did, that, quote, all tracks lead through Springfield following the news conference at Union Station. Yeah, and uh, not yet. Maybe, kind of, maybe someday. I kind of stole that from Gary Rome, where all roads lead to Rome, all railways lead to Springfield. <laughs> and Oh, joy, Charlie, <laughs> let's go on a train ride together. <sighs> if I let were Charlie, me, I'd jump off the train. Let me tell you about the time I met Bill Clinton. <sighs> <laughs> Brutal. I don't know why he sounds like Eeyore. I don't know. <laughs> so it may have been a long train ride. Is that what you're saying, right? It, it'd be it'd be deadly. Mm. Clip number three, based on the story that Steve brought up earlier this hour, the mayor of Orange Beach, Alabama, all upset about badass coffee coming to his town. It cheapens our neighborhood. It cheapens our neighborhood. It cheapens our community. And I won't ever buy a, cu- a cup of coffee from bad bad donkey coffee company ever. All right, well, there you go. And I don't think we're prudes by any means, but, you know, there is no reason for (laughs) any type of something I wouldn't want my eight- or nine-year-old to see to be on a public sign in our town. And here we are complaining about Richie Neal. No respect for us, no respect for what we stand for, what we market, what our brand is. They're just here to make a buck. There's Orange Beach, Alabama Mayor Tony Cannon. Yeah, no kidding. A business is there just to make a buck. That's what businesses do. That's... That's actually the very definition of business. Mm. This guy's got a pair of truck nuts on the back of his truck, probably. <laughs> I wouldn't want my boy seeing what that was on that sign that says the word ass. I'm sorry, donkey. <laughs> but check out these testicles. I got on a trailer hitch. He did They're correct like himself. decorations. <laughs> it's 7.56 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next... In the 102-second sports, an actor wins a jiu-jitsu tournament. We'll give you the details coming up next on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810. And Whitesnake with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. 80s. Sorry. It doesn't matter. 86 for the high today, 89 tomorrow, 87 Friday, 83 Saturday. Uh, pretty much clear for the next couple of days, but a 70% chance of rain on Friday. So uh, you know, I don't like to get uh, political on this show, even though I have some some nutcase calling my uh, my voicemail like three times a week, mm-hmm. uh, accusing me of being uh, like the second coming of Sean Hannity, which is like the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But yeah, right, Sean Hannity yeah. is actually successful. Yeah, I know. See, that's like my, exactly mm-hmm. my point. Right. For some reason, because I I posed with a picture with Sean Hannity, he thinks somehow I'm uh, like the head of the R, you know, Republican National Committee. Oh. I'm not, dude. And I'm a misogynist, according to one of the listeners. Well, no, that one I believe. <laughs> but there's something that's something going to happen today, which I think is really interesting. I don't know if you know this. I have three daughters, and uh, in a matter of- You do? I do. Since when? Since 2000. Well, no, I've had one daughter. Well, since 2004, I've now had four, uh, three daughters. I have no idea. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is they are now at the age where they're in college. So you know, Sophie's graduated college. Liza's going to be a junior. Kate's going into college this, uh, you know, this semester for the first time. College, I don't know if you're aware of this, is very expensive. Did you know this? Well, more so now than it used to be. You're damn right about that. Uh, Marquette, where I went, is now like it, it, the, the total cost of attending to sending your kid there 
is like $60,000 a year. Now, I got to tell you, uh, it ain't worth $60,000. And it wasn't worth $60,000 when I went. But I had to take out student loans. The only way I could have gone to any college, really, is uh, is to take student loans. And, you know, I paid them off. And, uh, you know, it was not easy to do so, especially mm-hmm. since uh, radio is not always the most lucrative uh, job in the world. I'm but kidding. it did get paid off, and uh, I'm debt-free as far as that's concerned. Today, the president is going to introduce a plan, which uh, apparently it looks like this, that they will that the government will forgive $10,000 of student loan debt for any family who's making less than $125,000 a year. Mm -hmm. Now, the average cost to send your kid to college right now is about $35,700. That takes into account everything from community Mm -hmm. colleges to to everything. That's what it costs. So after four years, you're talking about $142,000 in costs for families now i'm all for saving a few bucks and i'm all for not paying full price for a college education and there are ways to do it there are ways of finding a a way to afford sending your kid away to a college whether it's you know private or in-state but i think what people need to understand is while it sounds really great that you're going to forgive ten thousand dollars in student loans nothing is for free Somewhere, somehow, that $10,000 per student is going to be paid by somebody else. They're just moving money around. It doesn't just go away. It doesn't just you know disappear into the ether and evaporate. Someone's got to pay for that. And typically speaking, it's the rest of us. Now, if I'm trying to save a few bucks, I'm all good, I'm all good with that. But the amount of taxes that the American public would have to endure at a time when the economy kind of sucks is probably not the best use of our time and effort at this moment. What do you guys think about that? I mean, would you you be for student loan forgiveness in a time when the economy is kind of kind of straddling near disaster well yes as 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 long as you as you said you're convinced that somehow they make it up elsewhere maybe they don't maybe this is a clearly magnanimous gesture that's not being compensated for in other areas so i say yes i approve of it as long as what you're suspecting of happening doesn't happen. Now, will you be spending the full week in Fantasyland or just a couple of days? Um, maybe a full week if I can, if I can afford it. Yeah. Now, your 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 son is uh is a, is a 30-year-old, so he's not Don't. even so you college paying paying for college not really a, a thing for you right now. Listen, we wasted an entire year's tuition on Dash. Well, there you go. Back in the day because he got no credits. But Steve you're facing this down the road not too far from now. Mm-hmm. In just a couple of few short years, you're going to be sending a buddy and champ to some sort of uh, college, I would assume, maybe, probably. Yeah, if they wanted to, yeah. Sure. They can go. Sure. Now, it, the reality is that's going to cost you a uh, what is known as, in the business, as an ass load of money because it ain't going to be cheaper then than it is right now. Well, yeah, but I mean, you look for things that could help you out, like grants and scholarships and all these other things that can help reduce the amount of that 
uh, sure. outstanding loan that you're going to have. You can also make choices it, like sending it, your kids to community college for two years until you know they can go to a full-time college. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing I read about this is the age group for which student loan debt is growing fastest is for 60 to 69-year-olds. Because of the fact that they are paying for their children to go and their dependents to go to college. Right. Now, with the fact that 60 to 69 year olds' income isn't as great as somebody who would maybe in their 40s, you know, earning a full time living. Yeah. It's going to be hard and they get less money as, as, they're, as they get older. So. I can see where you would want to cancel the debt, but I'm not really uh, educated enough on the subject to realize what the impact of that would be. Like, what would happen, you know, if you canceled, like, the national debt, for example. Sure. You know, all these banks would go out of business because you got all these money in, like, mutual funds and insurance policies and everything else. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that, you know, debt anymore, you don't have all those other things that go with it. So what would happen financially as an impact to the country if we canceled the debt? That's what I want to know about. I can't make a decision. Yes, it sounds all rosy and and, and great that you would get your debt canceled, but what are the the long-term impacts? The the long-term impact is the money just doesn't disappear. Some these colleges are still going to get paid what it costs to send your kid mm-hmm. to college. I just did a story about Nick Saban at Alabama. Well, and out of to 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 send your kid from out of state to Alabama, it's fifty three thousand dollars a year. Unbelievable. So, it, it, Alabama would still get paid whether or not the government takes ten thousand dollars off the top of your debt. Mm-hmm. Alabama loses nothing. But everybody else is going to have to chip in here. And really, are you saving money? The answer, I think, is really no. Because long term, you're talking about tax money having to be having to be paid by the rest of us. Well, what and about I- this idea that student loan cancellation could stimulate the economy by like boosting GDP and creating there's, jobs? There's just as many economists who will be who will tell you that as nice as this sounds. It doesn't do that. And in fact, at a time when inflation is increasing, this is the wrong time to even be considering this. And this is something that's going to be announced later on today. So I think what you do is if you really want to do this, put together a plan that makes sense that doesn't Mm. fall on the back of the taxpayer. Right. And find a way to figure out, you know, what are the real actual costs for for an education? I'll tell you what, the smartest kids in the world right now are going into trades Mm -hmm. because they don't have to pay these exorbitant fees to go to college, and there's always jobs for the trades, and they're always paying better, and the kids who are doing it are getting out of it without any debt. Well, if, if you're not a believer in this program, may I suggest the Excelsior program from New York State, where college is free. As long as you remain a New York resident following your graduation from college in New York. You do realize that it's not free. Mm -hmm. And what happens is the school is subsidized Mm -hmm. to send a kid there. Right. Well, where is that money coming from? Mm. The taxpayer. So it's it's not free. Yes. It's just... It's just a matter of moving pots of money here and there well, to smooth wh- wh- things out. Where does any of the money come from? Uh, when they do like when they did that stimulus thing back in 2020, yeah, where did where do they get that money from? 
Well, again, uh, it's either coming from the taxpayer or they're printing more money, which decreases the value of the cash, and that's one of the and problems. Then, and with- then where do they get all that money to help out businesses who never really got helped out? Again, these are all the same. And then where do they get that money again when yeah. they send more stimulus money? That's right. This is what I'm telling you. Nothing is for free. So my question is, if you cancel all this debt, does the dollar uh, value, the value of the dollar go to zero? It's not going to go to. Yeah. Z- it's not going to or z- or be worthless almost. It's not going to go to zero, yeah. but everything affects everything else. And if you start, you know, absolving debt for student loans, are you going to start absolving debt for housing? You're going to start absolving debt for cars and it, and, uh, and 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 transportation. Here's the reality: ninety nine percent of student loan borrowers don't attend Ivy League schools like Harvard or Yale. So you're not going to get like an influx of people like we're helping. Uh, rich people, you know what I mean. Like you're yeah. not just helping. It's a very small percentage. You're helping. The, the average student loan amount is about twenty eight thousand nine hundred dollars. I really, I really think that these schools, like UMass, any of these like major state institutions, mm-hmm. UConn, uh, you name Alabama, whatever. Yeah, I really think that. There, there needs to be an audit and of these of these colleges and universities saying, really, does it really cost this much? Because you got uh, Subswami up there, up at UMass, who's making almost a million dollars as the president of the college. This is why, does he really deserve that amount of money? Well, this is why I'm saying you yeah. really need to understand what the actual. You need to be clear what really is the actual cost of attending college. It can't possibly be yeah. fifty three thousand dollars a year. To, to send your kid out of state to uh, to Alabama. Why are the highest paid employees in a state the college presidents? That doesn't seem like that should be the way it is. <laughs> and, and the coaches and of the, some of the, the teams. Co- and the well, coaches. that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, why do you know why do we allow that to happen? I really do think that you need to financially restructure these colleges and universities to stop spending so much goddamn money yeah. on everything that they don't need Ult- and and employees that don't deserve that kind of that kind of salary. Ultimately, the point is the smartest people in America who are working at the university level yeah. are some of the biggest idiots you ever talked. Well, you've th- ever that's met exactly life. what I'm I'm getting at. Yes. And, and and that needs to be reassessed. You can't just keep saying, "Well, tuition went up five percent, ten percent because we need more money." They've There's inc- no justification they've in- to they've it. They've increased the price of college education far greater than yeah. the cost of inf- uh, the, the, the increase of inflation on 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 any level. I mean, there's, there's really, to me, it's hard to justify sending your kid to an eighty thousand dollar a year school if you can't afford it. I, I mean, get it. You know what? You, there are some great state schools here in Massachusetts. UMass is, is terrific, but it's very competitive for Massachusetts kids to get in. Mm-hmm. So you go to the, another state school, right. you know, uh, uh, you know, in Massachusetts, and those are all providing great education. And there are ways of saving money. Kids who are going to community college makes a ton of sense, yep. an absolute ton of sense. I agree. And every kid that wants to learn a trade, now's the time to do it. 62% of likely voters, though, support student loan cancellation. Yeah, because 60% of the voters aren't... They, they hear this and say, oh, wow, that's great. Kids will be able to... You know, families will be able to save money. Okay, but is the cost of college legitimate? But I don't think and, you're going to convince and, anybody who's already uh, set on the idea of saying, hey, that sounds like a great idea. I know, but there are plenty of people that do understand this stuff that are saying, hey, you know what? This may be a mistake. But they aren't the majority. 
No, they are not. Day so tw- we're all going to lose. Day 24. We're back, Steve and Dave. It's uh, 828. We're back, Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Hey, there's a new dating trend, having dinner in a U-Haul. Ooh, boy. Have you ever rented a U-Haul? Yes. Not exactly a romantic thing in the back of a U-Haul. I don't know. People are posting videos on how to do it and do it up big on TikTok. They usually throw down a nice blanket, some pillows, uh, and uh, you know maybe a box of wine or something like that. Some guy in Fresno started this trend when he took his girlfriend on a pandemic date in a U-Haul back in August of 2020. You know, these are the same people that chewed Tide Pods for fun. Just want to just point that out. You know, like the TikTok trending thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, I'm not so sure, but if you said to your lady friend, hey, uh, let's uh, let's curl up in the back of this U-Haul I just <laughs> rented for a hundred bucks a day. That's hot. I don't uh, think no, so. No, literally, it's hot. There's no ventilation or windows back there. He is right about that. Bax, let me correct you. U-Haul's base rate is nineteen ninety-five a day. I, then I take my, I, <laughs> I, I, I stand corrected. Plus mileage and gas, of course. Of course, you could just not go anywhere and just sit there. And you yeah, know, it's la- I don't, I don't see uh, any uh, lady uh, biting on that one. I don't know. I bet there's somebody out there thinking that might be romantic. Name ten of them. Uh, so you can't, can you? See, I got, I got, I, you're stuck. You, you got me. That's you it. You got me. See, yep. there you go. Now I'm thinking, mm, boy, you're, you're a killjoy, man. I don't know, <laughs> dude. If you're bringing your your, your lady friend to a U-Haul, <laughs> I'm not the one who's the killjoy. I'm not saying it's for you or me or Steve, but I'm, somebody out there might like it. By the way, those Home Depot trucks are only 19.95 a day in town. Mm. <laughs> That's a cheaper date. Yeah, That's I guess a cheap so. date. We have news next to Rock 102. 8.34. We're back, Steve and Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. So we got some political wrongdoings going on, maybe in relation to one of the races for sheriff of Southampton in the upcoming Democratic primary, September 6th. Well, it's Hampshire County is the... Is it's the whole county sheriff gotcha. thing? Yes, yeah. uh, Patrick Kailane yeah. is the sitting sheriff, and one of the contestants would be Caitlin Sapita. Well, a couple of police reports filed this month alleged that a woman had driven past the home of somebody supporting Ms. Sapita with signs mm-hmm. out front, and those signs suddenly went missing. I see. And you said sitting sheriff, right? I did. Okay, just making sure. Mm-hmm. I did. Hard skip to beat there for a little bit. The woman driving the black SUV with license plates registered to a state government agency, according to the reports, telling police that um, the suspicious activity he believes was as the result of his sign in support of Sapita. I'd now, really like to know uh, which government agency that thing was registered right? to. Right? Yeah. I don't know. That would make, uh, you know, me a detective putting two and two together. <laughs> so... Sapita's signs disappearing. The signs for the sitting sheriff, I say it carefully again, Bax, Patrick K. Elaine, untouched. Right. He was asked about that and said, I don't know. I have no knowledge about that. This according to GazetteNet.com, by the way. Remember uh, when Springfield, uh, when Paul Amira was the uh, the chief, and they did this, uh, this uh, initiative called, uh, I'm just going to try to say this, City Shield. 
Oh, man. You know, oh, that's yeah, a tongue that was, twister right there, boy. I think, I think we uh, messed that up. Yeah, too. we did. By the way, you met, when we did this story last. Yeah, you, I was. Kay Elaine uh, came up. Uh, the name. Uh, I, I was trying to remember what race this was, but you found that yeah, what, what it was. This was the DA's race That's between Dave Sullivan and Mike Kaelane. Yeah. Sullivan carried Athol after I believe uh, Mr. Kaelane may have come on our show and sat through us making fun of Athol. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so Sullivan wound up winning the race. Mike Kaelane. Mike. Which is, I don't know if they're related or not. I don't want to say that because I don't want to, uh, you know. Draw conclusions. Yeah, you're not a walking twenty three and me. That's for damn sure. No, uh, not at all. But I remember that race and uh, uh, that guy. Uh, I think it was Sullivan got his got his panties in a bunch because uh, he was ma- he was on this show making fun of Athol. Well, but, but he wasn't. We, we were. We were, we were he making did, fun should, of Athol. But he didn't defend right Athol the way my uh, you might Dave Sullivan would have liked. Yeah. I, th- th- these uh, political pissing matches are... Yeah, I know. You know Didn't think that uh, think he how, uh, stood behind Athol. Think about how much uh, of a childish move that is. Now, granted, you know, uh, Sheriff uh, Kaylane uh, didn't physically go out and remove signs. He's obviously going to say, I don't know. Sure. Mm-hmm. But think about even being a follower or a supporter of somebody who you feel it's so necessary for this person to win... That you're going to go out and rip all the lawn signs up off your uh, opponent's uh, properties. It's a, it's like a it's a bitch move. Yeah, it really is. You know, it's 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 weird how people get all bundled up about lawn signs. Remember there was a lawn sign problem in in Chicopee a few years ago. I don't know. It was like the mayor's race. I think it was the mayor's race. Where there was a problem with somebody removing signs from someone that they yeah, didn't like. It, it happens from time to time. We always hear about it. Oh, somebody sold this person's lawn signs off their lawn. Because they didn't want them to win. Yep. They had more signs than I did. Then the only person who should ever remove a lawn sign is the homeowner who said, Hey, I didn't require I didn't approve this. I had somebody ask me uh a few weeks ago, uh, hey, uh, can I put a lawn sign up on your uh on your lawn? And I said, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm all set, though, because I don't get involved in the politics. That's, I, I, I have never allowed a lawn sign on my property, ever. Um, I just, I, it's it's no nothing personal. I just don't want to be uh, an advertisement for somebody. Well, I not just, only that, it's tough to mow your lawn. You got to, like, maneuver around the thing. That's right. You know? That's exactly I it. I like the way you think over there, Coombs. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Steve, you were saying last hour when we first brought this up that yeah. you miss good old-fashioned political brouhaha's like this. Well, you might want to show up at the Northampton Center for the Arts coming up tomorrow night because these candidates will be participating in a forum sponsored by the Daily Hampshire Gazette and the Northampton and Amherst chapters of the League of Women Voters. I'm having surgery tomorrow. I'm having a hysterectomy. <laughs> So you're not available. Yeah. No, no I would do everything I could not to uh, not to go to that either. I got right. this lawn sign ripping up party I got to go to. All right. Well, you're going to miss out on a good party. I mean, anything could happen. I would go, but I, I have a funeral to attend. All right. Well, I, don't, I don't know the person who died yet, and I haven't decided which funeral just, I'm going to. We're just looking I'm for just the... Looking, I'll go to any funeral. Yeah. Oh, calling hours are uh, Thursday at 5. Okay, sure, I'll be there. <laughs> hey, a Greenfield man accused of attacking a group of pedestrians in New Hampshire with bear spray. 
Police in the city of Lebanon, New Hampshire, saying 41-year-old John Cahill of Greenfield, Mass., accosted a group of pedestrians launching bear spray in their direction, which drifted into the outdoor dining area of a nearby restaurant. You're not supposed to uh, do that, right? No. Yeah. Witnesses saying pedestrians walking away from Cahill near the 110 Grill restaurant were affected by the bear spray. Now, uh, do they have reason to be spraying that area for, I mean, are there a lot of bears going to that restaurant? Doesn't say. I remember that movie with uh, Divine, I believe, was in that movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, and um, Sonny Bono was in it, and uh, Jerry Stiller, and uh-huh. uh, Ricky Lake. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was about the girl who wanted to go on the national TV show yeah, to dance. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not Steve. I think you're thinking of the uh, the film Hairspray. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Yes. Close. Not, not bear not spray. Bear spray. Close. No. Uh, bear spray. That's close. Bear spray can be about three times stronger than standard pepper spray. It says according to this report. I didn't know Debbie Harry was in that. Mm. Sure, she was. She played Velma von Tussle. That's correct. I yes. didn't realize that was Debbie Harry. Yes, hmm. I I uh, I'm trying to remember uh, who that was, uh, that character was, but yeah, she was in it. And Rick Ocasek was in it too. I believe he was. I uh, I gotta go back and watch this. Movie. You should watch a lot of the uh, the John Waters films. I think yeah. you really appreciate, like Pink Flamingos. That's one to really look at. Oh, I'm sure that's. You'll <laughs> really enjoy that one, uh, Mr. especially K- the final scene. Oh, that's a that that is a rousing way to if fi- you last finish that a film. Yeah, uh, the 41 year old. Cahill, leaving the scene after spraying his bear spray near pedestrians, was arrested and charged with six counts of misdemeanor simple assault and criminal threatening and misdemeanor driving while impaired and four counts of disorderly conduct. He'll be returning to his home of Greenfield, Mass. shortly. This is to repel bears. This is not to attract bears. Yes. I got you. Because you can you can attract bears without that stuff in, in Northampton. You just have to be a heavy set fella with a lot of muscles and hair. That's you know, it. I used to see bears all the time up at that scenic lookout on ninety one up there. Yeah. Lots of bears in the I woods be- there. Yeah, you're damn right about that. Friendly. Very friendly. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're very gregarious. Hmm. A Japanese man had to tweet for help recently when he found himself locked inside a store after falling asleep in one of those massage chairs that you were describing recently on a show. What is that? You know the exact or is massage it the foot- chair? Massage. Oh, the footsie wootsie. I guess right, but this might have been like a full body massage chair. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, well, the footsie wootsie is just for the footsies. Yeah, the staff apparently didn't notice the man was still in the chair when they closed up for the day. The man, known by his Twitter handle, woke up and posted photos of the dark and empty shop. What's his Twitter handle? At Asphodelius. Mm. So. Uh, if you saw a tweet mm-hmm. that said, help. I'm trapped in this chair. If you were, I mean, I don't know about you. I know if it were me, I'd just keep moving along mm-hmm. and would ignore that cry, that plea for help. I ignore most of those. I ignore nearly everything I see online these days. Mm. Except for the TikTok videos. Nobody's going to rely on you to save them. No. <laughs> I believe me, I am not. I should not be your emergency contact. It's 843 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Here's what's happening. To Springfield's Classic Rock, it's 850. 
and Def Leppard with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 86. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 89. 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. Just want to remind everybody that uh, Friday, the Patriots wrap up their preseason schedule, a tune-up against Las Vegas. Uh, the live at Northampton Volkswagen pregame show begins at 5.30, kickoff at 8.15. Uh, Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. Got a section of Route 20 in West Springfield that was compromised during the morning commute this morning. This report from an hour ago on 22 News, drivers being detoured off a section of Route 20 in West Springfield because a car ran into a utility pole near the corner of Westfield Street, which is Route 20, and Van Horn Street. They get uh, some footage there uh, showing uh, the aftermath. Yeah. And then uh, they had this, it's like a... Uh, Ansel Adams is working at 22. They got all these great shots of the of the <laughs> of the street sign on the ground, just no, like kind of flapping there. And then uh, and then they have the uh, the interstate towing guy picking up pieces of the Nissan as like he's uh, like he's working one of them road details for the sheriff's department because wow, and he's got community service to fulfill. Well, kudos to you, Steve, for. Right. Ansel Adams reference on the show. Wow, well, yeah, you got to you got to you know, pick a you know a famous photographer. Yep. Right? You don't get a bit more famous than Ansel Adams, I guess, right? Yeah. Or Annie Leibovitz. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, you know who who does a, a more uh, emotionally uh, accurate photograph? Yeah. Is it uh, Annie Leibovitz or is it uh, Ansel? Adams? I think Ansel Adams. Maybe uh, more. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ansel Adams is a little bit more artistic and all black and white. He's more a landscaper. Yes, guy. Yeah. true. Annie is more of a human uh, yes. model. Yes. Uh, and, yes, and who was the wasn't there a famous Rolling Stone photographer too, or was that Annie Leibovitz I'm thinking of? I thought there was maybe another Rolling uh, Stone photographer. There was a uh, uh, Richard Avedon. Yes, was a, a guy. Well, his time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah very good. Yeah. Wow, look at that Photo, photography I, references. I, I would have said maybe a Robert Maplethorpe, but uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think they would have gone that far into I went, it. I would have went with a Dorothea Lange mm. or a Steve McCurry. Yes, all <laughs> terrific. Or a Diane Arbus. Oh, she's a good one. Ooh, now you're Robert, going deep. Robert Kappa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Richard yeah. Avedon. Well, I mentioned Avedon. Yeah. And uh, Robert Frank. Ooh, all good. All, all good ones. All off the top of Steve's head. Look at that. Hard that is- to imagine that any one of them would uh, work at 22 News. In any case, you might want to avoid Route 20. Just saying. <laughs> well, Ansel Adams has been dead since 1984, <laughs> which is pretty much like somebody who's working at 22 has been mm-hmm. dead since 1984. I don't, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, let's see. What do we got? Uh, what do we got coming up uh, this week? Anything? We nothing. Got, uh, nothing. We got nobody. We got to. We no. got to. We got to cram something into the show. We don't need anything. We need something. Pure, uh, we're running on pure genius. Really? Mm-hmm. Speak for yourself. I think he just did. <laughs> wasn't talking about you and me. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. right, I'm sure. that's right. That's right. <laughs> now we got. Uh, we got some stuff. I'm actually. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, going to a concert tonight. Oh yeah. A Kid Rock concert. Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't realize you were a fan. I like Kid Rock. I'm not sure uh, if I belong at a Kid Rock show. Well, but, about uh, the same age. Gonna, yeah, I guess we're. Well, he's a little older. He's a. Uh, he's fifty. Who uh, Who are you taking? I'm going with some friends. Really? Yeah. And I'll be curious to see if it gets political because he's he's gotten political in some of his recent concert appearances. Where is uh, Kid Rock playing tonight? Well, I originally thought it was Tanglewood. That's yeah. right. And I was like, ah, yeah, I'm going to see Kid Rock at Tanglewood. 
And then I was corrected. Uh, no, that's Great Woods. Oh. Even though it's not called Great Woods anymore. It's called something else. Yeah, like the, uh, the yeah. Xfinity Center. But we have, like, really good seats. We're, like, down, like, we're not on the grass. You're we going actually to, you're have going, seats. You're going to Mansfield tonight? I am. And you're going to be back here tomorrow? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? I really. <laughs> really. Really. That's a late night and a school night. Eh, yeah, I've done yeah, worse. Mansfield's not, you know, the, is not exactly a quick yeah, drive. Man, here's the thing. I'm not, uh, I don't do the partying anymore. I don't, I, I'm not going to be sitting there drinking beers all night or mm. drinking shots or whatever the hell uh, Kid Rock fans drink. Right. Of shame and. Uh, <laughs> Probably fire, you know, fireball. Yeah, and, lots and of butane. fireball. Yeah, I'm sure all that stuff. So I, uh, it's more about a matter of being tired. Now, are you, so I, I can handle the tiredness. Let me, let me run this past yeah. you. I, are you going with friends that do pregame for these kinds of things? Uh, no, actually, the guy who's driving us is also uh, not a drinker. Thank he is, goodness. Uh, matter of fact, he's a cop. So, hmm. um, oh, okay. because I figured, well, if we're gonna go somewhere, uh, uh, a non uh, a sober cop is the best way to go to a Kid Rock concert. Mm-hmm. Sober cop, yeah, off duty sober cop. I know. Gonna, Isn't what? that crazy? I, I was talking, accusing yeah. him of living in fantasy land. Yeah. And um, uh, and and then some other radio guy I'm going with. Oh well, boy. radio industry guy. Well, you know the thing wow. is, the thing about it, is, and the reason I ask this is, is, like, do you ever find yourself in a situation where either you're not you're not drinking or you're not feeling great, but you go because you feel you have to, and everybody around you is having more fun than you can have because you've decided I'm not going to drink tonight. Ever ever be in that position where yep. you're just surrounded yeah. by drunks and it's no fun? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm finding myself in that situation more and more. They used to call them the Rock 102 work releases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drunks that aren't spending any money. That's, That's right. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Well, you pregame uh, with your own booze before you get to them. Uh, you can enjoy the appetizer. I'm at the point now in my life if I'm going to pregame an yeah. event, it's usually more involving snacks than it is about booze. <laughs> Pre-gaming. I, I, I hated that. Pre-gaming. Yeah. Oh, we're going to go to pre-game before we get loaded at a party. I think one of the drunkest times I ever had was at Westfield State. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the end of my first year. Yeah. And uh, I didn't have any, like, final exams, per se. They were more final projects, sure. which I was done with. But uh, my other friends had some... Uh, had some had some tests to get to, and uh, one night, it was one of the last nights of the school year, uh, they said, hey, uh, later on, after I get my uh, stuff done, we're going to go to Kahunaville. You remember Kahunaville? I do, in the uh, Holyoke Mall. And I said, all right, uh, well, come get me when you're ready. Well, I proceeded to drink uh, eight of uh, 12 a Keystone Ices. <laughs> Wow. And then uh, got in a car uh, uh, as a passenger, of course. Sure, of course. And then uh, got driven to Kahunaville with other people, where I proceeded to have like several of those big ass giant beers oh, that yeah. they used to sell. Like the 20 ounce ones? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, and a shot and a shot of Goldschlager. Wow. Which was the turning point of the night. Sure. Because that required me to go into the bathroom to expel all of the beer and Goldschlager that I had just consumed. <laughs> Nothing better than glittery vomit. And then being <laughs> uh, inebriated enough yeah. 
think or are not inebriated enough to go back and go, hey, I think I want another beer, and then I go back to the bar. I got like two sips out of that big beer. Yep, and then I was done. That's and it. this girl says, hey, I got to take him back to the campus. Like, there's no way this guy's gonna make it, right? <laughs> so she gets me in the car. She drives me back to Westfield State. We get up to the front of the college, and there's a cop there. There's a, a, a college cop, uh, like. I don't know, patrolling people as they come in. Right. And he says to her, uh, what are you doing? Uh, and, and I'm passed out. I'm taking him back to, to campus. And, no, you're not. No, you're not? No. He's too drunk. You're not taking him here. And she goes, well, I don't know where to bring him. He goes, you're not bringing him here. So she he made the girl leave. So what she did... <laughs> Yes. Was, uh, and she's sober. Like, she's completely sober. She was the designated driver for the evening. And uh, this poor girl, I don't even remember her name, but she was helping me out. She lived next door to me. I think it was Diane. But anyway, she's, all of a sudden, I wake up, and we're in the car driving across the campus green. Wow. Really? And I go, hey. What are we doing here? <laughs> and she's sobbing, going, they wouldn't let me go in the main entrance. You're driving across the grass? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, good for her. So I know the, about the Kahunaville star. I didn't, I didn't hear about the uh, the drop-off. That's, oh, that's, yeah. That's a good and part the, of the story. And then me wanting to fight with the student security officer, oh, yeah. saying, hey, get the hell out of my room, you nosy bastard. Yeah, you know, being, yeah. being the only sober guy yeah. in a room full of drunks yeah. is almost as awful as being the only drunk guy in a room full of sober yeah. people. And I have, uh, and the ne- I have a picture of this incident from the next morning. Ooh. Where uh, I believe there's pieces of vomit on my collar. <laughs> no, those are just <laughs> but it was flakes of Goldschlager. There, it, it, it was a sh- it was a shirt from the commemoration of the merger of uh, the Conrail Railroad to the CSX Railroad wow. that said "Ready, Set, Go" on it, <laughs> <laughs> which was a perfect yeah. encapsulation of how I was feeling oh, at that that's moment. That's a good story. Westfield yeah. State, so proud of you. Oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. nine o'clock. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock One Hundred Two. 